Calm it's down. bear base. I know. Yeah. Fuck! Fuck! Ah, it burns so fucking bad. That's in there. Bear base to the eye. Straight to the eye. Okay. Help! He got me right in the eye with bear base. Keep streaming. I got it. Keep streaming. I am. I got it. My face is burned too. You gotta get him out of here. No, I can't even look. I can't even keep streaming me. Someone. I'm streaming. So get someone to stream me. I got it. I got it, Banks. Okay. Rick Wright right here. I got it. Okay. What is my people saying? Alright. Damn, that sucks. Milk. I need more milk. Bank, it's just it's gonna hurt for a second. Hey, man. TC and Jake. Welcome, folks. You've tuned in to the Chrissy Teigen Prayer Circle. We just hope that she's gonna get through this tough time and we wanna help her do it. Jake, you want to open us up? What the fuck is going on with, with her? She left Twitter and now she's back and this somehow has to do with the Iron Sheik. I don't know what's... Uh, you're going to have to tell me about the Iron Sheik angle. Okay. Uh, this someone, uh, a, an internet famous person who I may or may not half remember, uh, said that Chrissy sent her some DMs encouraging her that maybe if she were dead, it'd be better. And this was like 2011, but she definitely did send them. And then Chrissy wrote like a long apology about how she's done a lot in the last five years, honestly. And neither Norm nor, the, nor this person's really <laughs> picked up on it. Yeah, so we can return to how long does the I lost a child in labor uh, force, oh, no! <laughs> force field laugh later. <laughs> uh, because we do have a guest today. Uh, well, we weren't going to be able to do this prayer circle with just two. That's right, exactly. And it's uh, just kind of a line. He's, uh, he's a small to mid-sized business owner. Uh, he's a lawyer. He's my friend. He's a friend of the show. And uh, he's here to talk about this 28-date tour of the U.S. by Corn and Stain that was Hell announced yeah. as a guy who I believe was at the Family Values Tour in 98 or 99 in Dallas. It's so Dave jealous. Ruff, everybody. Hey. <laughs> you can see our hands. There you go. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, first of all, TC, I want to say there's always an Iron Sheik angle. <laughs> you just got to find I've it. learned. <laughs> in my, my years, but I was at the Family Values Tour. Thank you for knowing that, Jake. Yeah, I definitely had a few buddies that uh, that went, and I think I was like, "Oh, my mom will let me go," but I was just scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, that is one of the many shows that we had, um, you know, tickets to, you know, out in the, you know, way out there, not on the floor that we rushed. Oh, you got to rush. Hell yeah. Rush the stage, rush the floor. And, uh, you know, just so I could go get tossed around in the mosh pit like a rag doll for an hour. <laughs> this was a reunion? I, I can't remember if it was at reunion. It was the one with like uh, Rammstein. Rammstein. Sure, sure. And their pyrotechnic show and Ice Cube was um, for some reason on the on the bill. Um, it was it was pretty unbelievable. I, I, can I still only imagine. Only. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we we should definitely all link up and go to that uh, since our pending Rage Against the Machine uh, plans have been pushed back yet another year. Well, I think both of them would now, I mean, it might be in conflict with each other. Is it this year that Korn's doing the thing? September 1st, uh, actually, at Dosa Keys Center. <laughs> Let's see. He'll be there. <laughs> He'll absolutely be there. I got a bone to pick with y'all about the Raid show, mainly Jake, because I thought Jake, I thought we were going to be, or I was going to be a part of this, and then I find out you and TC are going to Chicago, and I just, I, I felt like, uh, not to quote Stain, but I felt like I was on the outside looking in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, th I think you might have got boned there a little bit, to be honest. Too many, too many group texts, and I probably actually meant to send to you, I'm in, let's book, and I sent it to them, so now I'm going with them. Um, but no, I... Not to get lost in the weeds here, but I really, really want to see an outdoor show. Sure. Like, and I think there was maybe even the one in, that we were talking about going to might have been an indoor in El Paso. One of the ones that we were considering was indoor, and I was like, I don't want to do that. I think the El Paso was indoor, yeah. 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 And it, that was, quote, the closest. Yeah. Um, but here's the good thing, uh, Dave. It turns out there's still time. Like, if you and <laughs> KJ want to hop on this train, it's uh, it's – 14 months from now mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm betting you could probably still work that out 
I got to clear it with the wife, but I think I can swing it. <laughs> so uh, it was really good, a double shot of good news for me, the uh, corn thing, because whenever I read the article, as you know, the whole thing, every word. Sure. Uh, they, they were doing the, the classic bit of, you know, trying to keep you in this content funnel on Rollingstone.com. And uh, it let me know they had another article about how Corn released a uh, version of The Devil Went Down to Georgia in honor of, uh, of his passing. And, yeah, uh, must click. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I didn't. I, I missed that at the time. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you that uh, they and Yellow Wolf did a great job. Are they bringing Mike Huckabee? <laughs> he's, he's backup base. <laughs> that is probably the best video that we don't talk about enough that i've ever seen i mean that's a tough competition but yeah fieldy his daughter and mike huckabee mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> playing both playing bass i think it was yeah because yeah, i mike's big thing is bass yeah and that's what you need is definitely two guys playing the bait a seven string bass at the same time i mean the way fieldy plays it can you even call it bass it's like it's another instrument he's just so inventive yeah yeah sure have you uh, ever seen when Jonathan Davis uh, helped Chris Angel, the noted mind freak, record uh, his theme song? <laughs> no, but now TC will be yeah, doing not, that. Not yet. Second. <laughs> <laughs> give, give me five minutes. <laughs> uh, so he Dave's here because we have some similar interests, uh, not just you know hosting podcasts that never got off the ground, and then his did and ours didn't, uh, but. Mavrello, that's true. Mavrello Bolovich. <laughs> you guys are fans? <laughs> it's I laugh every time the name is said in full. It just it tickles me. <laughs> like they already had Mavs, man. <laughs> then we, Champ. We, well, yeah, but Champ's just a straightforward thing. I'm, I'm saying, like, uh, if you tell me you need multiple mascots, I'm like, okay, cool, on board. And they're like, all right, we're gonna have one normal one and one that's a sick fucking freak. I'm like, yeah, good, good. <laughs> and then they're like, what about two freaks? And that's the point where I'm out. Well, I'll tell you boys the moment that I have been waiting for because, uh, after, you know, being on Mavs postgame for years and years, I saw this particular night that used to really, really bo uh, bother my co-host Brian Damaris. I want to know how they work Mavrello Bolovich into Seats for Soldiers. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> He's very clearly of the USSR. So, like, how do they how do they work in? Does he have an outfit? Does he salute like literally Champ does, <laughs> wearing fatigues? As Champ is is saluting wounded vets. <laughs> I've seen him do in it. a horse costume. Yeah, standing next to <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. So, I'm fired up for how Mavrello can be worked into a tribute to American soldiers, and whether they'll find that insulting. So now they're forcing Luca to do content with Mavrello? Yeah. No. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much just sit there and stare down at, you know, something that's going to be CGI later. But then Luca posted it from his account, and I do not think that was entirely his decision. So I still don't think Luca leaves, but if he does. It's because of Mavrello? You will know why. I don't care what what actually happens on the court or what doesn't happen. It will always go back to Mavrello for me. <laughs> Dude, I looked it up today. Since they announced Mavrello, Luca missed the game that day. I can only assume the Detroit game and yeah. frustration over this uh -huh. development. 22% from three. Oh, no. Since they sent out the press release, which is, of course, how things go viral. Um, but, yeah, real quick, before we get to why you're here, uh, if you don't know the whole story with Dave and with uh, with his company, I've, I just respect the balls of. Well, I guess you didn't really just leave; you got fired. So that's not as ballsy, <laughs> sir. Sir, laid off. Um, <laughs> I mean, in the retelling, you could, casualty like Kenny Maine. Yes. <laughs> in the retelling, I definitely want it to be like you guys had a skunk works thing in the basement of Grandex, and you thought, look, we could just do this on our own. Why not branch out? We think uh, we're the, really the heart of this brand. Why share the money? But really, yeah, I mean, you were just brought in on a Friday afternoon and fired with your friends who had built the company. So, uh, but you yeah. did eventually start your own thing <laughs> and it's better yep, now. It, we did. Um, and luckily we have a, a pretty good audience that um, stayed with us, was excited to when we launched our own thing. And 
here I am, um, kind of backed into the podcast deal, but yeah, our company's washed media. Our flagship is circling back. It is a small to mid-sized podcast with a really good audience, as I said earlier. And, um, here I am on IJB. I never thought I'd be here. And you you appear in uh, ads for like golf shirts or is that your more attractive co-host? Dylan, he's the height. He's the, the handsome fellow. You've met Dylan, Jake. Sure. Very Uh, handsome. Very handsome. He's the he's kind of the face guy of the deal. <laughs> I'm confused that. by the uh, the the lineup there. Uh, I've been told by KJ that it's pretty much just too much dip in your company, <laughs> and that there were some other things that I guess did something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's well, we're kind of the the up and so I'm a part of too much dip, which is our sports vehicle, and mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of the up and coming one that a lot of it's getting a lot of buzz, a lot of viral vids and whatnot. Yeah, corn. (laughs) (laughs) Just like uh, with corn and devil went down to Georgia. You're sort Mm -hmm. of in that same space. But I have heard on so many occasions on Circling Back, you sneak in a little line that no one else really wants to touch. And it primarily started with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, And I don't really feel like you have a space. I don't feel like you have room to express what you and I mostly text about, which is Jeffrey Epstein, Melinda Gates, the CIA, the true the Anon pod, 9-11. <laughs> this is y'all's fault, man. <laughs> I know, and that's why I'm so proud of he's all grown up and, uh, and listening to two-hour episodes with Nick from Cumtown and Will from Chapo breaking down who uh, Les Wexler is. Hell yeah. <laughs> I've listened to that episode three times. I've, rec- <laughs> I've recommended it to countless people, and like people are like, "Wait, who are these people? Who are these guys breaking it down? What are their credentials?" I'm like, ah, "I don't worry about it. It's it's a good listen." They're right, though. Yeah, I mean, that's who you need to understand. That's, that's that's the thing. And no, you know this all this all goes back to uh, an IJB, and y'all were talking about uh, TC. I think specifically the Grubs Grubstakers pod. Yeah, uh, Sean McCarthy. And those guys, and I was like, "Oh, I'll go check that out." And then next thing you know, I'm a patron. I'm doing their <laughs> Patreon. Uh, and then, like a year later, Jake's like, "Dude, you got you got to check out the True and On man. There's some crazy stuff." I'm like, "All right." And then, like six months later, I'm a patron of them. <laughs> Look, I'm a patron of y'all. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much just I'm I'm here to do the brand. How do I budget this? My family is starving. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have to cut out the avocado toast, but. You're supporting the industry. So the other thing you have, I gather, up until probably pretty recently is, I don't know if I would say more time, but definitely more, uh, well, you can read good. And so I know that you've read, you know, books, actual books. Dude, that's bullshit. What? Reading books. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but that's, this is the deal. I don't have to read it. He just reads cool books about the CIA. I read uh, like two 15 years ago and then stopped reading. Um, but this is something that I'm very interested in and I know he's very interested in and, uh, I hope you came prepared because, oh, by the way, uh, we never even got to the, the most recent CIA news, which was the recruitment ad. That was, uh, that was really something. I don't know if ever, did you, you saw that Dave? Yeah. Oh, yes, I did. (laughs) It made me want to enlist. Yeah. Because they, they didn't care about your no, sexuality. You've been such a big Zora Neale Hurston fan. Yeah. You're like, oh, finally, a community. I yeah. could finally be me. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, uh, you can waterboard someone. You can, uh, you can shock their ball sack. You can brainwash them without anybody asking you. Dose them with LSD. Yes, yes. So let's start there. You read a book that had, I mean, was Dulles like the central figure of this one? Because he was definitely the MK Ultra architect. Yeah. Um, and I, so like, dude, it goes back to, everything goes back to ninth grade. My first concert, Rage Against the Machine was supposed to be playing with Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang dropped off the show, dropped off the tour. Roots Band filled in for him. Saw Rage live and I got really, really into Rage. Okay. So next thing you know, it's like my junior year of high school and I'm reading Chomsky. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm like getting chastised by my government teacher for, cause you know, they gave us this, like, fill this out, this Scantron and it'll tell, you know, you answer these questions about political issues and social issues and it'll tell you what you're, how you should vote. And it was really weird. And so I'm, I'm filling that out and my, my teacher's like, 
concerned about me, pulling me aside. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly, I, I don't even think I believed half of it. I was just like bubbling in the responses. I'm like, oh yeah, Zach would want me to bubble this one in. <laughs> like this one, this one's for Tom. And like, you know, I'm I'm reading all this stuff. So I yeah, like I read Secret Lies and Democracy. I think junior year. Don't ask me to tell you anything about it. Couldn't remember it, but I'm pretty sure my parents confiscated it. Um, <laughs> Among among many other books, um, but I you know so I've I've always had an interest. I was a I was a poli sci major as you were at uh, Texas State, Jake. Where yes, our sir. paths our paths had to have crossed somewhere. I know we've had this conversation three times, but um, we had to have had a class at some point because we were there roughly the same time. But yeah, I've just kind of always wanted to know like who were the who were the power brokers. I've always had an interest in like why things are the way they are, um, which is I know is a pretty generic take, but um, yeah, next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pods and it, the Epstein stuff definitely got me back into it because it's just, it's such a compelling story for a number of reasons. And like the, the thing that really got me was that it wasn't a bigger deal. And, um, you know, I was just like, wait, why, why is this not the biggest deal? Um, and now I'm reading, I don't know if you guys do any of the true hoop stuff, Jake, I oh, think yeah. I tr- the true hoops stuff is, is it's hard. It's hard to follow because there's a lot of characters, but it's really well done. Yeah, I signed up for for Abbott's site for a couple months for, to read him. Uh, real? Yeah, I had to. I mean, he yep. I had, he was implicating my uh, my failed Sixers owners, uh, but people who are not too far away from Epstein have very very deep NBA ties and very deep Epstein ties. Like it, it's a pretty bad scene. Was not aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, but like he said, it's a long story and it's super, super hard to find. The Epstein thing, I think, fits in with the CIA stuff because a lot of this stuff is on the news. It's just on the news for like a day or two or it's published in a book that a few people buy. But it's not because it's expensive or not at Barnes & Noble. It's just nobody gives a fuck. And we talked about that with Epstein a lot. Like, I think part of it was imagining like my parents watching the evening news trying to process this story. Like, what do they make of it? Like, how do they even square this in their minds? And they just decide not to. They just don't really engage with it. And then you've got photos of the sitting president and video of them like pointing at girls and being like, look at that one. You've got the dude actually killing himself in jail. And the best it could do was kind of become a meme. Like that's all the legs it got. Yeah. Uh, and, and to be fair, it's one of the most successful memes of the last 10 years. Right. I that's mean, a that's good a, point. Yeah. If you're going to go the meme route. Yeah. I, I think it's a reasonable outcome. Uh, <laughs> you know, just it, it, meme game is competitive. Uh, getting to the top of it is not a small achievement the way that you're uh, being flippant about. Certainly not. And like, I think um, I don't know if that worked against it, right? Against um, legitimizing it as a as a very important story that more people should be talking about because people are just like, oh, <laughs> it's like the effer right in the p thing, right? It's like up there with that, and like something that some dude's gonna yell when he sees a, a a local news anchor doing a story on the side of the road. They're gonna they're gonna roll down the window and yell something. You know, Epstein didn't kill himself, right? Um, so it's yeah, it's it's. Um, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I, I go down, I get I go in these, like these waves with it because, uh, sometimes I get too deep and I'm like, dude, I got to just step back. This is, this is too much. Like, um, I got to find another hobby and, uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a, a three month old at home and, uh, that's kind of taken my attention, but you know, there's a, there's always another story. That's a, that, that's the thing about it. Like that I, I think a unique feature of all of the Epstein stuff compared to other stories is that there are so many possible threads and a lot of them are really pretty shaky, right? Like you start to like it's it's insane of us to think that every single person who stepped on his plane uh, was knowingly participating sure. in like <clears throat> underage hookering. Um, but so like I so you you see all these people and you're like well he he was on the plane and then there's a voice in my head that's like I don't know you know I mean that that's not that strong of evidence um, but there's other aspects of it where they seem to be intentionally throwing so much at me because like 
like if they could just make it big enough, then it will be unbelievable. Then they can get away with it. Like the limited two guy is just funding. Like <laughs> I don't know. You it know? has to feel like a Mad Lib for it to work. It, yeah, it really does. And and like it, I mean. The True Hoop stuff, you know, really kind of exposing the Leon Black and Apollo. We, everybody knew about – or Leon Black has always been a part of the story, right? But like Apollo and like who's involved with Apollo and you're like, whoa, that's a – I could spend two two weeks looking into that. Like those people, like those people, how they got their start and where their money came from. And then you're just – you just start to wonder like, man, what – you get really depressed. And I think that's kind of what what turns people off about it is because, you know, if 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 a quarter of what – people think is true is true then like uh it's a really it's a really sad state of affairs that we that we live in right now and i think that is the case it's definitely a matter of just you're overwhelmed so you say f it i think that about you know frankly a lot of stuff from the trump era at times is just flood the zone and people can't get too upset about one thing at a time because it, it makes be another me think thing of a, the bill murray the like story people would tell about him he would just go up behind you in the subway, put his hands over your eyes, and then you turn around and it's Bill Murray, and he would just say, no one's ever going to believe you, and walk away. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's what they're doing. They're like, yeah, what if we did have a fucking private island with a temple on it where we were fucking kids, and every single person you've ever heard of was doing it? Wouldn't that be something? Anyways, have fun with your fucking life. Hey, I got a late edit. Uh, we, put, uh, we put the physics guy on a submarine. We retrofitted it. For <laughs> hey, you know what that's just so crazy it might work <laughs> throw it into season five um so but to the cia point that's why i think i think it's very similar because there's so much dude there's so much and i and i i think that like as a, a small like caveat to this i would say a lot of people don't really care if the government in covert ways is doing super fucking weird shit slash murdering slash infiltrating slash civil rights violations. They don't care. So that that's another part of this. There's not a whole lot of people that on their face would say, I don't care if teenage girls are being trafficked. That's repulsive to just about everybody. But with the CIA thing, a lot of this stuff is not happening in America and so I think there is a, a certain percentage of people who, even if you told them like, you know, these people voted for this government, like you think that's a cool idea, right? Yeah, well, they voted for this government. And then we just said, just, just kill them and we'll put this government in there because they're better with us. There's a lot of people that would say, well, that's what we're supposed to do. I don't know if it's a majority, but I do think there are a lot of people who think that way when you're like, you know, they burned down this fucking village under the U.S. flag because they didn't like the government there and people were like, well, what are we supposed to do? We need the rubber. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's probably less of those people now. It might be. It might be. So uh, what's, for example, like just something that you didn't know that you found, you know, everybody knows like Bay of Pigs and stuff like that, but that that you found over the past few months that you were just like, holy fuck, I didn't know that happened. Um. Okay. So there's a journalist – I think his name's Tom O'Neill and he did a book, um, on the Manson murders on the Manson family called chaos. Yeah. And I, that's like I, a name I, of an operation, right? Um, maybe not. There was a, yeah, go ahead. It's just, yeah, no, it's, it's called chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA and the secret history of the sixties. And like, yeah, I didn't finish it cause it's very long, but he did, <laughs> he did do Rogan. And I did listen to all that. Nice. He did like three and a half hours on Rogan and he pretty much gets to everything. But like, you know, a lot of it's like LSD and, and the CIA, which is a thing, MK Ultra, and how, you know, there's there's a lot of evidence that they were they were trying to flood the the I guess, you know, the the California hippie culture with LSD to see, you know, what they could make them do and how Charles Manson is involved in that. I don't know. He doesn't have like strong evidence, but I mean, there's enough there to be like, oh, this is weird. But there is some stuff um, at the end um, that ties, of course, like most things to uh, JFK, specifically Jack Ruby. Um, when Jack Ruby was supposed to testify before the Warren Commission, um, Jack Ruby's psychiatrist, who he saw, was an MK Ultra. Uh, psychiatrist who, I mean, who once I think killed an elephant with LSD. <laughs> um, so, and, and if you'll remember, you, I don't know, I didn't know this, but apparently 
the whole his after he saw Ruby, he said like, no, he's insane. He's clinically insane. So I don't I don't think Ruby ever was able to testify. And then Ruby died before his like his next trial. Um, but it's just, it's just like little connections like that. Like, oh, and, and this guy was a, a, a doctor at, at, uh, Oklahoma at OU, um, weirdly. So it's some, you know, little things like that. Cause I, I know like the big picture stuff, like, you know, JFK, you know, everybody kind of had to take on that. Um, but the, the whole MK ultra program, you know, dosing people, mind control, LSD, that, that stuff is just, I feel like that's not, not enough people talk about that. And I feel like the idea that. Um, you know, we're not doing anything bad anymore. It's like, oh yeah, we kind of admitted to, we did a little bit of that. I guess the concept of limited hangout. Um, and yeah, we just don't do that stuff anymore. You know? Yeah. There's a little bit of waterboarding, you know, in the, uh, in the, uh, the wake of Iraq, but you know, all in all, it's a good organization. We're going to just have the, have the ex CIA guys on our, our, uh, morning news show on our, our Sunday morning news shows and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah, and a lot of them even then go and work as consultants, you know, for security firms and then, you know, do the exact same exact same sort of stuff. Here's one that I don't think gets mentioned enough. The CIA basically caused through a three or four orders of effects for the hostages to be taken in Tehran. Yeah. Like the CIA was, you know, they had a puppet with uh with the Shah and, you know, these people don't want to be under the rule of this American-backed ruler anymore, and they have, you know, a, try to overthrow. And yeah, then you know the next thing that happens is your citizens get taken hostage. Like, yeah, and like the uh, the reason the Iranians were uh, targeting the U.S. embassy and taking hostages in the embassy was because the last time their government got toppled, it was run out of the embassy. Yeah, like it was a reasonable thing to do. Yeah, so. That's one that I just feel like when you hear about the hostages, you don't often hear it connected in American media as, you know, there was kind of a, you know, a little question here of who punched first that uh, would have caused this to happen. The Iran-Contra stuff obviously gets talked about a little bit. And that one for me probably started somewhat with rap music. <laughs> yeah. Like the concept of the CIA trafficking cocaine. I'm like, mm -hmm. what? How the fuck is that even possible? And then you look into it and you're like... Well, that was actually very easy for them, uh, yeah. given the uh, some of the other things that they had been able to pull off. Again, something that when you talk about the crack ep uh, epidemic, you don't hear often the CIA's name mentioned with that, unless it's in you know super left media or rap music. It's not something that gets brought up on like CNN, you know. And in fact, they'll just have Oliver North on his own show. <laughs> Black kind of rules. <laughs> That's. <laughs> an all-time comeback man an all-timer is he still selling gold is that isn't that part <laughs> of his, uh, he was he was featured on some on some gold ads he wants to buy your gold yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um how much gold you got dave oh uh, i don't guess that publicly tc <laughs> no but this dude is talk about, we'll talk cum rocket if you want yeah <laughs> He's I'm worried about his his crypto game right now. <laughs> it's, not, it's not strong. It's <laughs> come rocket. Yeah. Uh, to, to be clear, I just want to let you guys know I don't own any cummies, as they're called. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it is not the altcoin that I am uh, invested in. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, how like. I don't really know a whole lot pre like Iran other than the big stuff. For me, it was always the like the 80s, like Central America. And this is like what I mean about tying it together publicly in the media is like if you're saying you read some Chomsky stuff, this is very manufacturing consent. Whenever the caravan, which seems to only pop up like every 22 months, basically. Mm hmm. When that's being shown on television, you don't hear anything about the CIA, like in Honduras or, you know, any, you don't hear anything about any of the suppression and flat out murder that would possibly destabilize these places for years to come. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think that they're doing great work now. And the reason we don't hear about them is because they've become really ethical citizens of the world. But uh, if you look at the history of this stuff, like Iran Contra, I guess, came out like somewhat within 
uh, a reasonable time. But most of the things that you're listing off are things that we found out about 20 years after they happened. Like uh, their role in Chile, I think, was uh, not clear for decades. Um, and so, you know, I, I would think that it more it just kind of seems like they have a good track record of uh, covering their steps. Just long enough. Yeah, and I, I also, you know, I mean, like, I don't think it's a mistake. A lot of that stuff happened under Reagan. I think that the president I, co comes in and either says, like, eh, let's not fucking kill everyone right now, guys, or is like, go ahead with the killing. And uh, I'm going to bet that they've had a good four years of going ahead with the killing. <laughs> I, would, I, I can't wait until uh, our grandkids find out, you know, through whatever fucking declassified documents what we've been, uh, what, what's been happening in our name. See, I wonder about that because there is a level of competence that you have to have to pull some of this stuff off. I think the CI, like the people within the institution, I would assume always have that. And it's just, so I don't think that like Trump has any big ideas. I think that any time that they brought him something where they were like, hey, the CIA wants to do some wild shit. He was like, oh yeah, you're thinking big. I like that. Bring me more of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know. I think uh, one thing that's done a real disservice to a lot of this stuff being talked about and um, ultimately, you know, people acting on it is, is the, you know, the rise of Q. And now you're kind of, if you, if you're like us or, you know, if you're somebody who's like, yeah, did you see, you know, this Epstein thing and let the Epstein people, like if you're somebody who's, I guess, you know, well-versed on it, you get lumped into Q because of the Pizzagate stuff and because of the pedophilia angle. And I feel like it does a real disservice to it. And and whether that's like an intelligence play or not, it's, it's working and having a good effect. Um, it kind of, um, I don't know, getting rid of dissenting views or, or getting rid of people like, uh, legitimizing the Epstein talk. Um, I, I think that's a, a big point of that is that, um, no one, like, Alex Acosta, the labor secretary who had to resign because he was the U.S. attorney who gave the non-prosecution agreement to Epstein that is – I mean to, you don't even have to be a lawyer to realize like that is one of the most absurd things that's you know in our judicial system. Uh, he said like when he was being vetted like that he was told to stay away from Epstein. He was an intelligence asset, um, whether that means our intelligence or another – you know, somebody else like that's kind of a, an important point to all this, right? Isn't, isn't that what wasn't, that was like his hearing, right? Like in front of Congress, they were like, what, what happened with this Epstein thing? And he said, he belongs to intelligence is what he was told. That, yeah, that's the quote. I'm not sure if it was at a hearing or what, but yeah, that's like, I feel like that's a really, really big story. Yeah. And, uh, that's the difference between not. this and the Pizzagate stuff. Like I, there's a lot of branches of this that I will happily grant are, you know, somewhere between unlikely and possible that uh, that I will go on about. But there's hard evidence for a lot of this stuff. Like things like that's something you can't ignore. Someone who is high up in the government, like looked at other people in the government with a straight face under oath and said, yeah, I was told that he belonged to intelligence. That's why I didn't prosecute him. See, I don't recall if that was under oath, but I definitely know that that it had been vetted. I thought it might have been part of his. Well, I, you know. I'm not I'm not sure. I might be wrong about the venue, but I'm just saying, like, you know, th that there was legal proceedings. Start there. Like, yeah, for sure. The owners of Comet Ping Pong have never been uh, had a case brought against them. Right. Okay. So here's the deal. This is what I was trying to find out. When the Trump transition team was bringing him in for interviews, they asked him, "Is this going to be a problem?" For That's what it was. Yeah. Is it, okay. they said, "Is this going to be a problem for the confirmation uh, uh, hearings?" And he said, apparently, that back in the day, he d had just one meeting on the Epstein case. He cut the non-prosecution deal with one of Epstein's attorneys because he had been told to back off. Epstein was above his pay grade. I was told he belonged to intelligence and to leave this alone. That is what he told the people who interviewed him for the job. And this has been reported a lot. I, this is not just complete hearsay. But it's so insane. It really is. And, and to Dave's point about the Q thing, I, I think part of it, too, is – and. Maybe this doesn't really hold water because nobody cared about any of the stuff that we've been talking about before Q. But I also think it's kind of a brilliant play if it is an intelligence play to keep people focused, these people, loons who feel you know disconnected on stuff that's completely not real because people have a finite amount of uh, attention. <laughs> so like that's why I've always looked at Q and kind of thought – I don't know. I feel like there's at least a small chance that this is a plant. This is a, a play of 
Like, hey, don't pay attention to anything. Here's some red meat. It involves <laughs> kids and it involves uh, a sucking the adrenaline out of- I think people are dumb enough of, to get worked up on their own. But I just mean as far as like how it starts to get out there. Yeah. Like how this information even begins to spread and these theories, again, the adrenochrome stuff and and I <laughs> I think there's at least a chance that that is that that's an intelligence play. But I know for sure that while people are focused on that, they're not going to give a shit, you know, about uh, you know, America's relationship with fill in the blank. For sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um I don't know if do you have any friends or do you know anybody who's been uh corrupted by the q stuff yeah for sure i do too um and it's ins- it's it's insane it defies logic and everything but like i, I kind of get like knowing those people i'm like oh i understand how you fell victim to this and i've even like tried to be like hey you know this is you know gone, gone through it all. i'll be like this is why this doesn't make any sense but you should check out this epstein stuff like yeah. oh, this this you should check out. And they're like, no, 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 it, it's all connected. And you're like, okay, well, it's a lost cause. Yeah. And that, I think that, uh, I think that whole making us feel crazy for looking at things that very obviously seem to have some connections, it, it certainly worked. Um, I think it might have been uh, Tim Dillon, maybe, who said something to the effect of in that maybe the Alex Jones, Joe Rogan podcast that. It felt like a lot of the people who got really, really into Q had never really gotten really, really into anything related to, you could call it, quote, politics, but, you know, digging around. Like, they just, like, because obviously, like, a lot of us have known that there are, are, that global elite sex trafficking is a thing. Like, how could it not be? (laughs) Like, of course. Like, I remember, you know, Mike Reiner talking about, you know, Air Fuck One years ago, and then my wife read the book about the Palm Beach case. It's like, yeah, I mean, you're trying to sell me on the idea that these boomers who grew up listening to songs about how sweet it would be to nail a 15-year-old girl, like they, now they have a billion dollars and they're just like, I've grown. Like, <laughs> it's not, like, this is not, you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to sell me that hard on this. <laughs> but then just the general idea of, hey, no, we kind of know that this has been going on. We think it's weird too, gets turned into, no, but seriously, they're drinking babies' adrenaline because it's helping them stay young. I'm like, you think Hillary looks young? <laughs> and think- first of all, to any, anybody who's ever tried to drink adrenaline knows that that doesn't even do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, she's falling down, and they're like, "Look how weak she is." But also, is that a play? Is that a ploy? You know, for her to appear weak. I mean, think she's- how weak that she would be if she weren't on all the adrenochrome. You know? Yeah, I think they had a. Uh, it was just a, a hoarding situation when she fell down, you know? Yeah. Well, what like, about Bill? Bill hasn't looked good in like five years. What? Where's his? Is he just not getting a taste anymore? <laughs> yeah, he does look awful. He really, really does. So I don't know how to feel about the Wall Street Journal, about the Bill and Melinda Gates thing. Like on the one hand, very excited. Of yeah. course. Of course. That uh, the Wall Street Journal reported that Melinda has had some hard questions for Bill over his associations with Epstein, and the divorce is happening in large part because uh, she didn't like the answers. Yeah. But that, uh, like, if we're going to get that, right, uh, then I could just imagine a lot of ways in which this would be much better. And maybe we'll see. But just, it sounds like Melinda knows about as much as we do. You know, like, she, she, was, she was reacting to the news reports. She yeah. wasn't, it's not like she found a pair of like, uh, you know, limited two panties in his, uh, <laughs> in his suitcase. It was like, what the fuck is this? There's no new information beyond that. Or Melinda looked at everything and saw what we saw. Yeah, no, she didn't find a, a Michigan State sweater. And she's like, who do you know that went to Michigan <laughs> <Yeah>. State? <It's laughs> like, I've always been a Javon Ringer fan. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's easily my favorite part of that story, even if it's not true. Like, I can just imagine you at the university co-op, like, give us one of everything, like, in every college town you drive yeah, through. Yeah, uh, they, they had high school girls that they wanted the, uh, I think it was as they were, like, bringing them on and off the plane. Yeah, yeah, uh, the staff. <laughs> they had high school girls, and they were like, what could we do to convince people that they're not high school girls? I know, get them sweaters like college girls. Yeah. Give them a live, love, laugh sign. 
Which I don't know. I I'm, I'm not here to pass more laws or anything. Definitely not. But I I'm really not good with uh, the idea that uh, Bill Gates can you know shack up with a college girl and everyone's just like, well, it's not against the law. Yeah, you just think that it's uh, from a fairness standpoint. He's that, fucked up. Yeah. Okay. What kind of fucking sicko is uh, like? Yeah, freshman. That's good for me. Yeah. Well, a lot. That's why there's a a law right below it. And, and, yeah, I, I yeah. know. The Melinda thing to me was just it's uh, – I don't see how – like, okay. Like, okay, here's a good example using Dave and I, right? So this apparently started with uh, the questions and the maybe this is a reason for a dissolution of a marriage in 2019, mm-hmm. right? At this point, Jeffrey Epstein is going to jail. Yeah. And then dying. And then you've arguably been seeing that Bill is hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein, let's say conservatively, for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like I said, those books about Palm Beach were out there. This would be like if Dave came in town with his wife this weekend and said, uh, oh, you're going out with Jake? I'm not sure I like that idea. And we've hung out like five times over six, seven years I guarantee you his wife already knows what I'm up to. Mm-hmm. Like she already knows what's happening with the two of us. And it's, you know, it's out of his character when he's around me. You don't think Melinda is not stopping sometime in that 10 years and looking at uh, Bill and saying like, whoa, hey, Jeff again? I saw this thing on the news. She never asked. I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. No, I mean, uh, one part of this case uh, that I, I feel like I pick up on a lot of the podcasts about it is that it's the us real heads a lot of it was like so we're just gonna let this happen and like now they clearly haven't let it happen like the man's dead his accomplice is in jail uh you know some some prosecutions are moving forward um and so i i still don't know how to process that period though because it it seems like at the point where they arrested epstein that we were all supposed to stop with the how come no one's doing anything about this because they're doing something about it uh but i now you're talking about that period that I do clearly remember where we were having podcasts on this, uh, but the rest of the world was, I mean, he was going, like, the island, he bought the island after the non-prosecution, right? Or after he signed that deal? Yes, you're talking about... Yes, yeah, uh, like 2011 yeah, yeah. is whenever Acosta has him dead to rights yeah. uh, and lets him off the hook. Uh, after that, he buys the island. Yeah. So... You know, we got a guy that fucking, you know, uh, has mountains of evidence against him that, like, was punished for this thing. He did have a punishment. You know, like, he had to go to this fucking house arrest or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, then he just buys a private island. Everyone's like, yeah, I bet that's going to go all right. Whatever. Uh, and so you're right that Melinda should have looked at all of this and said, Seems to me like he might be a pedophile. And Bill, if you're hanging out with him, what exactly are you doing? But that was really everyone's reaction was, you know, whatever. I I don't really know who that is. Um, I guess the justice system's probably working. Whatever. You know, there's other stuff going on. Dave, did you real quick, did you know? Well, go ahead with what you're going to say, and then I'll give you this. I was just going to say that, I mean, maybe she thought he was legitimized by all the other people in you know, elite high society that were also hanging out with Epstein after all this. Like, I mean, cause he was everywhere. I mean, Elon Musk and Ghislaine was at the Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Like these people were around like the most important people in the world. Right. So I'm wondering how much of that, like she saw and was like, okay, well, you know, maybe he just got a bad deal, you know, cause he was, if you were, if you were somebody involved in tech or biotech, or I don't know, you, you were, Epstein was, you know, you at least went to a dinner with, with Epstein, right? Yeah, for sure. Surely yeah. not all of the elites are signing off on <laughs> right, mass pedophilia. Co- yeah. No, that, that's basically but, like KJ in this equation where Dave's wife is like, well, if KJ thinks Jake's okay. Yeah, and certainly. There's He's a, a responsible there's guy. There's something middleman here. Everyone likes uh, everyone likes him and respects him. Uh, I can't believe that I did not catch in the middle of the S storm that Ron Burkle bought Neverland Ranch like a year after Jeffrey Epstein died. Yeah, dude. 
That uh, me finding that out last week was I I'm was, still coming to terms with that. I was ashamed, but a dude who is like it's like the island, except it's happening right now in front of us. He's yeah. free <laughs> walking around currently. Yeah, uh, one of the world's most famous people built like uh, put took all the money he could and marshaled it towards the singular goal of raping children, and then another guy who's on the record hanging out with child rapists is like, yes, uh, I'd like to buy that. And everyone's just like, ah, you know, good. I mean, we did love his music. I'm sure it's innocent. Yeah, I've, I've seen here on that uh, on the Wikipedia page for Burkle on that part. I guess I missed this last week. So following the uh, Africa trip with Epstein and Bill Clinton, Burkle reportedly returned home via a commercial jet because he thought Epstein was, quote, creepy. Well, the plane you got on outbound is called the Lolita Express. (laughs) And that's not even the colloquial term. (laughs) That's the actual term. I can't believe I didn't know that. I feel feel upset with myself, but uh, I'll I'll never forget it now. I always uh, am fixated on whenever there was the initial raid on Epstein's house. Like that's how this, this second wave that ends in him dead. Uh, in my memory, starts with Twitter reports that his house had been raided. And contemporaneous at that time was, I don't even remember, like, if it was someone had, like, FBI sources or if, like, someone was, you know, reporters standing outside the door and see stuff being taken out. I don't remember. But there was a lot of stuff about uh, a safe with DVDs in it. Yeah. And we just never got any more on that. Yeah, that's truly the most depressing part of this is there somewhere in the dc suburbs where there's just dvds of every famous person having sex with a 13 year old listen i'm not gonna say that i wasn't gonna watch hunter biden smoking crack getting a foot job uh-huh well the, those women were of age and consenting but i'm just saying as far as videos people don't want out there that's way down on the list for stuff i actually think the public needed yeah <laughs> like a foot job while you're smoking crack i mean i guess you're the president's son but there might be like an entire binder of compact discs. Yeah. And it's just all right there. And it, uh, yeah. Probably has a va- family value sticker on the front. Right. Right. Battle of Mexico City. That's another one I'm a big fan of. <laughs> what were you guys' uh, best binder stickers, CD binder stickers? Ooh, Birdhouse Skateboards. Oh, yeah. That's a very good one. <laughs> you got to have an independent trucks yes. uh, before you knew that that symbol was possibly racist i hate you because you hate me because i'm different i hate you because you're all the same didn't you have a big marvin the martian one tc (laughs) no i just (laughs) was bought a marvin the martian shirt for christmas by a confused but well-meaning family member you know uh we didn't get the the safe full of dvds but we did get uh john mcafee flying a drone around the island and, <laughs> and we just fuck like nobody even uh, it was 90 percent sure that was him like I we had know. actual like 4k footage of the island there's did, image they were flying it, it while it was being raided yeah did, uh, did we ask him about that I think that we did. I think in some form or fashion we did. And he gave a very coy answer that seemed like a, you know, a a non-denial denial. denial. Yeah, but I think that's what he's going to do regardless of the actual. Like if he didn't do it, there's no way he'd come out and be like, well, no, that wasn't me. I don't want this extra attention. I'm a person who doesn't like attention. John McAfee. Yeah, that's true, too. Well, that interview gave me so much anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you this. Back then, we were not filming the podcast. I think he was, he was anxious, too. That's why he was smoking constantly. Dude, I'm talking half a pack at least in an hour, black sunglasses on, uh, black like hoodie. It was – I still cannot believe that happened. And we were staring at him because we weren't filming the podcast at that point. So we're staring into a computer screen and there's John McAfee looking disheveled, just sawing off heater after heater. And we were just wrapped. With it was really fun. <laughs> it was really fun. So, yeah. so was McAfee staring at, uh, at TC's door? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of a different setup in the room. You yeah. get a better view than you currently do. It looks good for the people at home, though. Yeah. They were talking they to this disembodied head. Can what? Can they see me? Yeah. Yeah, sure. You want to buzz the lens? 
Uh, hey. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Nobody watches our video podcast. Like, Nobody watches go, ours either. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I, we just put it up and like there's like a very vocal minority that's like, dude, love the vids. It's like, dude, you're one of 10 people. <laughs> it's pretty much only good for little viral moments, you know? Yeah. Dylan, Dylan's worst story of all time. You know, anything <laughs> like anything, that, by the way, that is as bad as it gets right there. That even, even clipped off, I don't think uh, you guys did him dirty. It was just sometimes there's bad stories. <laughs> Yeah, he, I think he knew it too. You, there's a moment when he he starts talking about like the tomatoes or something, where you can just see him, just like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see this through to the end, but this isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> we have all been there. Well, uh, yeah, I think we've taken enough of your time. I just my final thought on the Epstein stuff is as as we're talking about it, and I'm remembering each of these steps. I just at the time was. I mean, I guess I'm just mad at my own naivete that whenever they're, you know, they, they've got the, the drone one day shows uh, one thing and then the next day, like all the computers are gone. Yeah. So like what happened to the computers? And I just remember being like, I can't wait till tomorrow when I get all the answers to this. Oh, dude, I had a dozen of those. And now we're sitting here years later, none of the answers. No. It, we're just We're just not going to get them. It's unfortunate. No, you won't. And I think that's despite like uh you know this is my final thought despite the fact that you do have ways to get independent information out there you could even say q is is part of that even if though even if most of it's bullshit i don't really think that we're any closer than we were like watergate time of being able to expose major levers of power whenever they're uh a foul of what people would consider that's okay. Whether it's CIA, whether it's Epstein, uh, whether it's, I mean, it really is no different. You know, there's a million different uh, ways to disseminate information. And I guess I, I always thought, like, again, back to the manufacturing consent days, that it's like, well, okay, yeah, these people have to sell ads and they can't talk about whatever whenever this tire company is getting their their rubber from central america they can't talk about that like it's a it's either that or it's on broadcast television which is regulated by the government and i guess i always thought like the big talisman of this revolution of information was going to be that there's nowhere to hide it's fucking pretty much the same amount of places to hide you know what i mean like there's conflict in the world happening right now that you definitely cannot speak publicly about unless you would like to be fired. And that is, yeah. to me, that doesn't, that's a little disappointing considering how, where I thought we were headed with the great information revolution. I mean, I do, I feel like we have, I don't know if that, like, I, I mean, you're indicating you don't want to talk about it, so maybe I shouldn't go into specifics. I do not. Uh, I do not. I bet no one. Just, I've seen videos that uh, I don't think I would have otherwise seen. Right, but nothing changes from that, right? Like nothing policy wise or. Boy, I don't know if I would have the opinion I currently have without all that. I don't know. Hard to say. You don't have to comment on this one if you don't want. <laughs> yeah. You got a good thing going down there. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I I should comment on it because I mean, like, what the House Republicans have done to Liz Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy what the party's become. Yeah. Truth. All right. Go listen to Circling Back. Go listen to Too Much Dip. Uh, give them reviews or whatever, since we don't really ask for reviews. That's, I guess, something people do. Uh, Dave, Losers. thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me on. Enjoyed it. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.